Hi, welcome to the There's More podcast. I'm Karen. And I'm Rachel. And we're helping women dream bigger, pray bolder, and live empowered. Today we are talking to Charity Geist. She is a dear friend, uh, you know, local to our ministry, serves with the Be Still Woodstock team. And man alive, this interview undid me. I was crying like five minutes in. She has the tenderness of a child. You know, I don't know, the innocence of a child the radical obedience of someone well beyond her years. And and you are gonna hear about like what generosity has produced in her life. And um, she is a widow, but that's really not the story, honestly. Yeah, it's no, just, it's, not. it's so, it's a, it's a story about worship and generosity. And I think you're gonna just love it. Yeah, welcome to the There Is More podcast. So welcome to the There Is More podcast. Charity Geis is our precious guest. I mean, Charity, truly, you are one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I mean, I've not even kidding. And I've met a lot of people. Yeah, you have met a lot of people. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, every time I'm with you, the humility that yeah. literally pours out of you, it's ridiculous. I mean, you're so... You're a creative artist with hair, for one, and you're just, you're wickedly talented. You're an amazing mother, but we really want to talk about generosity today, but I want everyone listening to hear a little bit about your story and how you got here and what's happened to you in the last few years. Can you share? Um, yes. So a little bit of background. Um, I grew up, obviously, I, won't, I don't want to say like poor, but like no money mm. to really do extra things. Yeah. Um, so it actually really started there. And then as I um, grew up, I married my high school sweetheart. At, like we met when I was 15. Um, and then, I don't know, about like 21, we decided we were going to get married And we got married. And I mean, I knew at 15 that I was going to marry him. Mm, Like I was the type of person that was literally, I was like, you know what? I don't want to date. I don't want to like, you know, God, I want you to tell me who is mine. And then I'm, you know, that is it. And that's really what happened. Um, And I just held on to that. Right. And, um, and then about in, and I was a tither, like I believed in tithing, even though I didn't have money. Um, sometimes I would be like, can I come and just clean your house or like, you know, because that was me giving something. Wow. And um, even if it wasn't money and I Which, just. How did you learn yeah, that? Was that like, like your parents? From, like, I'm like, yeah, wait, well, hold on. We've never, heard, we've never heard. We've <laughs> never heard this part of the story. Yeah, is this like a, a so family I, thing? I was okay, so I was literally Jesus to my family. So statistically, I shouldn't have been wow. going to church growing up. I shouldn't have been doing anything like that. But I had a sweet childhood friend's mom who would come and pick me up, and we would go to church, mm-hmm. and I went to like a Holy Spirit filled church. Yeah. So I, I like really had a good, uh, a good foundation, um, kind of. Yeah, you know, growing up, uh, and you know they spoke on like tithes and yeah. all that, 
Um, wow. And I just, I remember one scripture where it says like, um, I'm pretty sure I was not tithing my babysitting. What? <laughs> and I, like, I heard about tithing. I don't even know what's happening right now. I'm yeah. like, what was I doing? I mean, it's it, just neat because yeah. it just shows you yeah. from the, an early age, just a supernatural deposit for yeah. the joy of giving. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. We don't um, need to interrupt you. <laughs> Go no, ahead. it is true though. Yeah. I, I really, I was like, I don't have anything to give, but I'll give my time. I'll give, you know, because wow. obviously when you're young like that, you don't have a job and, and my parents didn't, you know, really have money to give me two tithes. So I was just like, I just saw what it was doing for other people. And I just kind of learned from that. Like, wow. I was like, wow, I see how the Lord is blessing them. And I'm just going to believe what it's saying, Wow, you know? And so, and my husband, like he grew up like that too. And I just remember mm. even at his uh, celebration of life, one of his childhood best friends got up and he was like, I remember Dustin would be like, dude, you just need to tie. Like, you know, that's like the one thing the Lord's like, test me and see if I'm not like, I won't pour you out a blessing, you mm. know? And he really does. And I will say that like tithing, when you tithe, it's like a seed and it's a it's an act of worship. Charity, you, you mentioned celebration of life. Can you back the story up mm -hmm. just a little bit and share with us about your your yes. family and your husband and, and what took place mm -hmm. there? Because I think it gives a little bit of context, too, for the heart that you're giving from as well. Yes. Um. So back in 2021, March 14th, um, he... I was gone with a girl somewhere and he texted me at like 1135 and we had just got off the phone talking about my birthday. It was my 30th birthday coming up <laughs> and I remember, and it was literally the weekend after. Um, and I remember him saying like, we'll go to Chattanooga. I'm going to save him some money, like all this mm -hmm. stuff. And it was just so sweet. And I was like, okay, I love you. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to go shoot pool real quick. Um, I'll be back by 3.30. And I'm like, okay. And he left and it was just a beautiful Sunday. He was on a motorcycle. He begged for it. And um, I was like, well, you have to sell the truck you have. And, you know, like, let's be good stewards of our money, right? And so he did. He came up with with it. And um, I did not know that he passed away until 4.30. I remember texting him. I had this feeling about 12. I was like, I want to call him, but I know he's on his motorcycle. Mm. But something deep in me, like just, I knew like mm. something had happened. Wow. And um, mm. I remember my doors were open. We were like just airing out the house. That's how beautiful of a day it yeah. was. Oh, yeah. And me and the girls were playing. Harper was nine months and Evie was four. Those are my two daughters. And, um, all of a sudden I get a knock on the door and there's two guys. And at first I thought it was him. And I was like, what? And I was like, whoa. Uh -huh. And they were like, could you step outside? And um, mm. I literally was like, oh my gosh, did he get like a super speeder ticket or something? <laughs> like what happened? Jail. What has he done? <laughs> wow. And then I saw the look on their face and, um, and they told me like mm. he's at the hospital. And I was like, well, do I need to go? Like Harper's napping, I'll grab her. And he'll, yeah. they're like, well, ma'am, you know. And mm. I mean, I lost it, obviously, yeah. at that moment. Mm. Um, 
And, you know, I had to forgive a lot because I was like, you're telling me this at 430 in the day. And it happened at like literally three minutes from him leaving my house. Oh, my goodness. And um, wow. So there was a lot of uh, forgiving that had to take place. And um, I remember going to my in-laws house, um, telling them, go to my in-laws house. And two weeks after that, I go out to the yard and I'm like, God, I'm so angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like this feeling. I'm losing it. I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I remember saying is, I don't know. I don't know. I just kept saying that. And um, so I just threw on some worship music and I, I heard like the Holy Spirit just speak to me. And he said, in a year's time, I'm I'm going to show you something. Like, I'm going to do a new thing in you. Wow. And I'm like, how are you speaking to me right now when I'm angry at you? Wow. <laughs> and um, I began to just get out of my feelings and worship him. And he just Man. flooded me. And it was just such a beautiful moment, but at the same time, I was experiencing this deep pain. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and then I, uh, I just I, hold on one second. I, I it's like I just got sit in that for a second. I mean, just the just the sacrifice of praise. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, we can worship, and then we can sacrifice through our worship yeah. and that's what you were doing. Yeah. And the, the I, what I'm struck by charity so much as you're talking is you didn't think a thing of it. I just threw on some worship music and I'm like, what? I'm sorry. That's probably not what my response would have been. And yet I just see this, you know, the Holy spirit's just been with you and walking with you for so long that he knew the antidote to your not the immediate antidote, but the antidote to our grief is here's, you know, worship throws mm-hmm. off that spirit of heaviness. Yeah. And that's what, yes. that's what he was doing in that moment. Put on the worship Exchange. and I'm going to dispel mm-hmm. this, this heaviness on mm-hmm. you. I, it's, what a beautiful moment. And then just to hear from him so clearly this promise. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew it was a weapon to the enemy too. I was like, wow. I'm targeting my anger to you. Wow. You are like, I'm like, you're stupid. <laughs> I was like, you yeah. are, you know. Wow. But anyway, um, yeah, and I just, I began to do that. And it was opposite of how I was feeling. Yeah. And I realized in that moment, wow. you know, normally when you get promises from God, you do not feel what he's speaking to you. Yeah. You know, it's always opposite. So what I yeah. felt myself doing is every time I got in the car, I was listening to praise worship. I was thanking him, even though I wasn't feeling it, even though I yeah. was like, I don't. But my spirit knew that I needed that, um, that like joy and laughter, yeah, which is crazy after what I just went through. And I remember going to my uh, counselor, uh, she kind of works under like Bill Johnson, Mm-hmm. That Bethel, yeah, uh, that, yeah. and uh, she, but she prayed all the way up there. When I met her, it was like a four-hour talk, and she was answering every little thing that I had, like what I was like going through my mind. Wow. And she just looks at me and she says, "Um, she was like, Charity, I want you to know, like, we are like eternal beings, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she says, 
so you believe that? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, so, and back up a little bit. I always got kind of frustrated when people would be like, oh, he's in heaven just experiencing the Lord Mm -hmm. and like all this stuff. And I'm like, you make it sound so distant. That doesn't make me feel better. Mm -hmm. And what she was telling me, she was like, it's right here. Like you Mm -hmm. can experience the very thing he's experiencing. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can. Wow, what a counselor. (laughs) What's her name? Yeah, exactly. Can you pass that on to all of us? after? (laughs) It it was like, I left her. I threw in some praise music and I began to laugh. I was like, how did I just go wow. in that counseling session? And the Lord just had me laughing. And I'm wow. like, this is not what is supposed to be happening. Right. Like what is happening? Charity. So it took me on this journey of that. And um, what were you discovering about the Lord you know, in these moments, because these were all mm-hmm. new experiences. I mean, joy in the middle of, or I mean, laughter in the middle yeah. of sorrow. Like what, well, like kind of looking back on it, do you, what do you kind of unpack about that, that he was revealing to you about himself? He was showing me that, um, I remember thinking back when Jesus even walked on the, the earth and in his ministry, um, how he reacted to things. And I'm like, Mm. and he was in a wilderness place. He was in like this broken world with Pharisees, like, you know, like accusing him of things and all this stuff and seeing how like he reacted, um, his love and his joy. He was showing us even then that you could carry joy and pain and hurt in both hands. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and it's just like, I can't explain. Explain it in a right. sense of just it hit my heart. And um I remember even writing, I wrote some things down. But one thing I can't remember if this is a song or if it I don't know, but it was like I come into agreement with truth that you are who you say you are. I can trust your heart. I came in agreement with what heaven has declared over my life because I know you fight for me. Protector, you hide me in the shadow of your wings. Your present is my peace my covering, my song in the night. I wrote this like at the beginning and I didn't believe what it was saying, but I was declaring it over my life. And now where I'm at, well, I'll hit two years, March 14th. Mm. And I can literally say, I feel this. Mm. I know it to be true. And it's just little things like declaring over yourself and all that Mm. um, has just been... It just, as sad as it is, um, the difference in me, the younger me, and when Dustin was alive, mm. um, was I loved church. I was on a dance drama team with the youth detention centers. Like, I've experienced the love of God. But mm. the difference now is, is I believe that I truly am a beloved daughter. Mm. It was identity that he was speaking into me. He was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. teach you who you truly are. Yeah, it was like a rebirth. It was this new thing that was coming alive. The scripture, behold, I'm doing a new thing. (laughs) Yeah, so you receive it, and then I go. You know, I ended up going to the widows' conference that first year, and that was literally scripture. I'm like, you are speaking to me, like you are confirming. (laughs) You know, and although I was in survivor mode that first year, um, with these waves just hitting me, I um. I remember this lady coming up to me and speaking to me who I did not know. 
she goes, I just feel like the Lord, she was like being a mouthpiece for um, the Lord. And she says, and this was like five months after the accident, she looks me in the eyes and she said, you feel like you are drowning. And I'm like, I I literally was saying that two days ago, yeah. like, because these waves have just yeah. overwhelmed anxiety attacks just mm-hmm. happening left mm-hmm. and right. Wow. And I remember her saying, it's like, I see you. She's like, like lake water. She's like, and you're drowning. But I want the Lord wants you to know that he is like a fish adapts underwater and can breathe underwater. He is teaching you how to do that, wow. how to breathe. And you're going to bring others. And I have to share this part too, because it's so good because that was a year into me being a widow. And then here comes the second year that I'm hitting. And Karen, I kind of told you, but um, (laughs) I had a dream the day I got baptized um, recently. And the Lord showed me diving in a body of water and he, I was, I was doing it like a professional swimmer. Yeah. I mean, I was under that water the whole entire time. And I remember seeing like a, I kind of made an ugly face at one point. And I was like, oh, that was an ugly face. But then <laughs> I like, I'm like doing, I'm like, man, I'm good. And then I remember springing forth out of the water with my head lifted up yeah. toward the skies and a waterfall of water just pouring out. And when I, the more I thought about that dream, the Holy Spirit was like, you're doing it well, my daughter. Yes. You remember, he brought me back to that prophecy, like yes. lake water, it's muddy, you can't see, it's right. like, ugh. Yeah. But now it was a clear depiction of me, I could see clear under the water. Wow. I dirty. was like, oh my gosh, and at any moment I can spring forth, yeah. right? Like, and that's what I'm doing. And yeah. it's just, you know, the love of God has literally overwhelmed me in such a good way yeah you know it's funny when you're saying that charity i see like heaven and earth colliding because you've got the waterfall coming down and then you've got this body of water coming up so it's Mm -hmm. like no matter where you are like whether you're operating out of heaven or whether you're on the earth and having a regular Mm -hmm. conversation like it's like both places there's a flow you know what i mean yes yes and um and that brings me to like the widow's mind um i lost so much um but i've also gained so much yeah um but and that's what you know it it is like the getting your hands out in receive mode but also like you know you're receiving but you're also like letting go um and that's just so how did God start to move on your heart about you know in in regards to generosity so you found yourself in a in a financial crisis Crisis. of sorts right I mean you didn't have a whole lot to begin with but then Mm -hmm. the impact of now you don't have another income coming in can you walk us through a little bit of that and the fear Um, around that like because you could have I think fear causes you to grip and hold tight Yeah, and you literally did the opposite. So what, how did you like, I I just think for people listening, it's like, it doesn't matter what you've been through, like control Mm -hmm. sets in when you, and it sets in with money. Oh yeah. Big time. Especially when you look at inflation and the economy and what my house is worth today. I mean, it is a real thing, charity. It is real. This is universal. This isn't just for widows. So, 
Talk about yeah. like, what did that feel like after Dustin died? Um, so I, yeah, I wanted to hoard everything that yeah. I was getting right. Um, I ended up selling my house and the Lord, just looking back on what, um, the father has already done in my life. I just kind of was like, if you did it, then you're going to do it again. And I just had to keep telling myself that, mm-hmm. like, I've seen you move in my life in this moment with finances. I mean, like there would be times where Dustin's like, um, so I don't know how we're going to make my truck payment. And all of a sudden I get tipped that same exact amount. Like yeah. who didn't tip that much, right? right. Like I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, so like Charity. I've seen yeah. like the Lord just be that for me. Yeah. And I sold my house um, and I moved into an in-law suite basement with a friend, um, which was, it was totally a God thing. Um. But, I mean, I still have expenses, like, um, now I have to pay full-time for a daycare. Yeah. That is literally like a house mortgage. Right. And then I have a car payment. So, it's like, I'm like, man, I'm living literally paycheck to paycheck. Um, But then, it's like, right when I need something, he just, like, shows up. And provides it. Tell us like a specific story, Charity, like the Harley story. I think that's didn't in okay. there in there something related yes, to the motorcycle. Um, so that he so Dustin had um when he first got that motorcycle, it was brand new. He only had it for two weeks. Oh my gosh. Wow. So um in that like I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, how am I going to like pay for that? Even though it wasn't in my name, I was still like the closest thing. So I'm like, all this debt is going to fall on me. (laughs) And I'm like, that's just like overwhelming in itself. And I just, I remember like, um, Dustin was never the one that would be like, you know, when you buy something and you're like, oh, I need to um, add the extra insurance or like gap insurance. He was not like that, but for some odd reason, and I didn't know this, he had did that with that motorcycle. Wow. Wow. And I, um, whenever uh, the accident happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to start getting like these medical bills and like yeah. all this stuff. And, um, I would just like, would just send it to my lawyer. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Here you go. <laughs> I was like, and I mean, it was like, bills just piling up. And I'm like, oh, wow. And um, I'm like, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. Like, and um, it was scary. And I, Chelsea, um, a really good, um, my cousin, she helped me get my like finances in order. Mm. And I was like, I need a tithe. And she was like, okay. So I was even tithing. Like whatever I made that week, I was like, take it out first. I don't mm-hmm. want to like take it out and give yeah. it. And um, and I began to see the Lord like all the medical bills got paid for. Wow. Um, the Harley Davidson, it was probably I want to say it was he got it for probably like sixteen thousand, maybe fifteen thousand, and um, 
I was like, how am I going to make these extra payments? And about that time, like, and I thought we had already settled it, but here's two years later. And then I'm getting a check in the mail, literally for $14,000 something dollars um, from like an insurance, like an extra insurance thing. And I'm like, and it pays off like the box. It, and it, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. And it was just like, I mean, money just began to be released, like big amounts, not wow. like small, like a hundred dollars or anything. I mean, it was like in thousands of dollars. With, wow. And I was just like, God, like you, you are like doing this yes. for me, you know? And it was like, he had to show me for, cause he gives us what we need, you know? Yeah. So it was hard for me to trust mm-hmm. him. But then he was showing me, like, I'm here. I'm providing for you. I am your husband right now. Like, I'm doing all the things a husband would do right now. Wow, that's a beautiful way to put it. And that's what he was doing. And I was was literally just awestruck at that moment. So we just appreciate y'all joining us. And we've been referring a lot. Sometimes in our podcast, you hear about this thing called Father's House. Mm -hmm. And... We just know that sometimes when you hear these incredible stories from these incredible guests, you wonder, how did these people learn this? How did they have these kind of encounters? And so we want to tell you about a resource that Rachel and I have written that is going to give you that that more, the more lifestyle. Absolutely. So you can go to fathershousestudy.com. And we have an eight-week Bible study encounter. It's just going to walk you to the journey that you've heard a lot about in these podcasts. And we want to offer you a 20% discount. And we hope that you will check it out. We think it'll change your life forever. And it'll take you on a journey that leads home. You know, um, it's funny because we, as much as we don't want to go through really difficult times. I mean, we just don't. Mm -hmm. And yet it's in those times that she wouldn't, you would not have this revelation of him as your bridegroom King who takes care of every need, who sees every need. Had you not walked through what you walked through. And so it's like the flip side to it, the underside, the treasure and darkness are these experiences that you know, that you know, that, you know, yeah, he's got your back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a way that I don't have that experience. Well, and nor would you be able to release this kind of testimony, which is going to help people overcome their fear of the future. Because honestly, Charity, I mean, it really like your trust is so supernatural for the way that he is providing because you've seen it. But what you're doing, releasing this to other people, mm-hmm. to me, that is like the secret sauce because mm. that is where the kingdom gets advanced because of your ability to declare what God has done for you and your own trust to give away to people. Like you're you're literally doing what Jesus said in a million ways, but it's like, we're all yes. the beneficiaries, not just you. Like you, you could have kept this all to yourself. We could have never known. Yeah. yeah. So it's just so powerful. And I know money is like a little bit hard to talk about. How do you talk about what you're doing to your children? Because I think like, I feel like that mom that was taking you to church when you were little, I mean, she was giving you something that you're giving away to your girls. So what are you, what do you say to them when it comes to money? Because I know... 
I mean, kids are savvy, you know, they know, they know what's yeah. up, you know? Yeah. Um, honestly, I just kind of, um, my girls, like every time we go in a store, they're like, mom, can we get a toy? And I'm like, well, you know, no, not right now. Um, but I do try like to the point where I believe, like, I'm like, you know what, if you want a toy for today, like, yeah, I'm going to do it because yeah. I just, I know he's going to provide and yeah. it's something in their heart that they desire. Yeah. Um. So I kind of show them um, and make them practice. So when we go to church, I'm like, oh, the offering's getting taken up. Here's a dollar. You go take it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just teaching them how to like give even little mm-hmm. things um, is really huge. And it helps them see, and then they're able to see what happens for me, you know, is really happening for them too. Yeah. Um, You know, I was reading this morning actually about how um, being broke is a a condition, Mm -hmm. right? You can be broke, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. poverty is a mindset. Yeah. And that when you have a poverty mindset, you see everything through the lens of there's never enough. I'm not going to have enough. This is my lot in life. How do mm-hmm. you, what's, tell me a little bit. I mean, you've, you've spoken already a lot about this mindset you have, but what would you yeah. want somebody else to know who's in the situation of, of being broke? What mm-hmm. would you want them to know today? Yeah. Um, and it's crazy that you said poverty mindset, because I mean, when I first started my job, I had that mindset, Okay. even though I gave and stuff, uh-huh. I was still like, oh my gosh, like you know, this is scary. I did feel that. And it was when I realized that I had a poverty mindset and I began to uh, speak the word of God over myself. Like, you know, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. You know, I began to declare those things over my life until it really just broke off. And again, I kind of tested him. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, you have to, as scary as it you is, stood on that promise, yeah. I stood on a promise and I trusted, and I believe that that's like you just have to trust and step out, yeah. And when you do that, he's not gonna fail you, he's not gonna um, be like, ha ha, the joke's on you, like, right. he's not that type of bother, like, <laughs> yeah, he wants to provide for us, yeah, you know, like, he it's our inheritance, like, yeah. he's like. There's like 10,000 cattle on a hill for you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have this. And mm-hmm. when you yeah. really begin to just declare it over yourself and then it hits your heart, it gets easier to give. Yeah. Um, but even if you have to start with just giving your uh, a little bit of your time, because time is precious too. That's good. It's and really good. I feel like if you just start there and yeah. you just see, um, I mean, I spoke this to like my cousin once and to see the blessings mm-hmm. that have happened in mm-hmm. her just by her giving not money, but like her time to people or yeah. sacrificing things um, that she could have been doing. But then like just he- helping me out with babysitting. Yeah. I mean, she got she started getting checks in the mail. I'm like. You know, because they needed a car, and all of a sudden, now she has Mm. a car, and I'm just seeing it. She like she she held on, and she trusted, and she was like, "Okay, Lord, 
I mm. see you when you see like the Lord blessing other people, you're like, you're doing it for them. And we're no prospect a person. Yeah. So like I'm like someone that's like so we're all special yeah. in the Father's eyes. So he wants to bless us. He does. Yeah. He does. And when you're seeing other people get blessed, it's for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, I, I think people hearing this, if you're hearing it, um, through a certain lens, you could hear this as, oh, this is like a formula no. to get, to get, yeah, totally. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and we're just want to take that off the table. This is not a formula yeah. to get, no, this is about releasing our hands of trust into the father's hands yeah. and with whatever that is, you know, in, in mm-hmm. whatever we sow into our own hearts, sowing generosity, sowing, mm-hmm. sowing trust we are actually reaping the benefits of that because whatever you sow multiplies. I mean, that's just yeah. like, I mean, if I go sow to an apple tree, I'm going to, we get apples out of it, right? I mean, that's yeah. just how it works. So it's not mm-hmm. giving to get, it, it's it's cultivating the garden of our own heart, literally with trust in Yahweh, mm-hmm. you know, yes. that that I cannot outgive him. I'm, I'm giving out of, his abundance, right? I'm not giving yes. out of my lack. I'm giving out of out of his abundance. Yeah. Really, saying, oh, yeah. oh, this there's no end to your resources, right? I don't right. need to be afraid yeah. here. What would you? Because I think people hear poverty and they just automatically think poor. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're listening mm-hmm. to this, if you're oh like, gosh, oh, well, that's can... not for me, and I'm like, no, no, no. I've known more millionaires yes. with a poverty mindset yeah. than I have actual yeah. poor people. To me, it's like yeah. the yeah. almost like the less you have, the more you get the oh, abundance mindset. It's like the craziest mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. what would you say, Karen? Like if you how how do you identify if you have a poverty mindset? I what think would you say? I think it's always seeing lack when there's I mean, especially yeah. I think the best example is the one for people who are more, you know, have more resources. Seeing mm-hmm. lack fearing lack. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've dealt with this in my oh, own life, too. you know, yeah, 100%. fearing lack when there's plenty. It's like that right there. Fearing lack is the best example that you have a poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, a lot of times it's rooted in something from our past. It's rooted in perhaps that foundation of trust was not established in your household as a child. And that doesn't have to mean trust in, in financial provision, just right. trust in, if you grew up with an absent father, you or a father that really didn't make you feel secure, sure, you sure. know, in, in any way mm-hmm. that can impact your ability to trust him with your resources, trust him with relationships, trust him with your job, trust him, you know, in all these areas. Oh, yeah. that tr- it's so pervasive. Mm-hmm. Don't it you is. Think? I, oh, I totally agree. I mean, it is to me, poverty mindset a lot of times comes from a father wound. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. it's it's pretty consistent to mm-hmm. me, like yes. that it you can trace it back to like yeah. how you viewed it, maybe even potentially your own father. And it's so true. Like I had a father that abandoned me. Oh, um yeah. so I really had that poverty mindset. And I mean it's yeah. totally true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would um, be a mark of an abundance mindset? Ask the one who knows it best. Terry, you want to tell <laughs> us? Well, I mean, what would you say? Like what, what change, like when you think about money today, what do you think? What's the first thing you think? Um, I mean, yeah, it's a source for me, but it's not like the the thing that 
I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. hear it. Just when she said that, it's but like the source. It, and I think most of us think not, it's the engine that drives my house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, you just said it. It's yeah. not the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And I think most like, of us look at it that way. Like, you know, I this have is or how, I have not. This is how mm-hmm. I fuel my life. Yeah. On, on some yeah. level. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, it's just Good. been about, um, like when I hear money, I'm like, it, it brings me back to just the trusting in him yeah. and just the, uh, the more of the trust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. you know, I had to stop, I had to like work less, but yeah, I'm paying out like kind of more, wow. um, with daycare and stuff. And I mean, like, again, just seeing that I'm just like, you really are taking care of me. So therefore it's like causing me to like, trust him even more and step out even more because I'm like, I stepped out on the unknown at first. And then now I'm like, Oh, we are walking together. Like he, he always shows up for the walk, you know, and he's just walking me through this. Well, and I think it, you know, it's like who said it, A.W. Tozer, one of those, like, what's the first thought you have about God's what yeah. is that quote? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Sorry. What is the it? The first thing that you think when you think about God is the most important thing about you or something to that well, effect. Well, and, and I think like that's the first thing that you think when you yeah. think about money. Yeah. Tells a lot about like yeah. your mindset. Right. Yeah. I mean, so it's like yeah. really cool to identify that, y'all. It totally is. I mean, it's we are walking important. into a season where mm. radical generosity is going to mm. look like like that's going to be it yeah i mean yeah. we are going to have to help each other yes. i really believe that yeah. we're, we're going to have to kind of do what the disciples did and understood and in these ecclesias that they had they were all like kind of sharing you know yeah. and like yeah. hey what do you have what do you have what's well, your talent and I and treasure think about god i just i love the story so much where the temple tax needed to be paid and he says to peter okay mm-hmm. go pull the the fish out of the sea and the temple taxes and the fish's mouth. And yeah. I think we look at stories like that and we go, yeah, that's Bible times. That doesn't happen no. anymore. And yet I have heard stories of people were literally, mm-hmm. they, they discovered they had money supernaturally added to their bank accounts. I mean, just yes. supernaturally. My brother was a missionary in mm-hmm. Thailand, lived completely on faith and never asked for, never like raised support intentionally. Just he, the Lord has always led him to completely believe that God was going to provide. And he had stories of where he would have not a single dime to his name, no way to eat. And he'd be riding his bike and he would find a, uh, uh, money on the ground, Yeah, you know, just yeah. supernaturally constantly being provided for. Yeah. But I do mm-hmm. think that we are going to see, you know, as it says signs and wonders will follow those who believe. Yeah. Who yeah. believe and that word believe. It's not just, I believe you're the Jesus who died on the cross for me. Like, trust yeah. him in this yeah you know 100 percent. and that we'll see those we're going to yeah. see multiplication miracles yeah. honestly yeah take, take place yeah you know, where it's not necessarily money to buy the food but supernatural multiplication of food well yeah if you I mean like and tracy if you haven't listened about, to tracy eckert's uh, podcast like yeah, go, go back, back and listen to that because she's like we will have to be able to multiply uh-huh. and charity that is what you're doing yeah. you are multiplying the kingdom with the mm-hmm. seeds that you plant so okay. will you release just mm-hmm. your anointing for generosity because i totally believe charity that you have an anointing for generosity will you release that into anyone who's like I, and if you're listening to this and you're like, I have a poverty mindset, will right. you break that off people right now just yeah. with your prayer 
and then release generosity into their hearts. And and this is for you listening. If you're like, man, I needed to hear this. Okay. Pray it out, Tierney. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you, Papa, we just thank you. Mm. We thank you for who you are and who you are in us, Father. And God, I just thank you right now that you are breaking off every poverty mindset that we might have. We break it off in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, that you are giving us a kingdom mindset, mm-hmm. a kingdom mindset to know that you are who you say you are. God, that you go before us. And you make a way when there seems to be no way. And I thank you for that. And I just release that over your daughters right now. God, that we will have our hands to give, give more of our time, give what we have. Even if it's a penny, Lord, you you say that is much, (laughs) that is much in your eyes. And I thank you. I thank you that you're such a loving father that you want to bless your daughter do you want to bless us yes and god i just pray if anyone is struggling just to step out and trust you Mm -hmm. god i pray that you just begin to move on them right now Mm -hmm. and let them know give them a sign lord Mm -hmm. give them a sign that it's okay to step out into the unknown Mm -hmm. with their hands lifted high and surrender to you Mm -hmm. in obedience to you father And just watch what you do in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was powerful. Amen. I can feel I just, the... I love you so much, Charity. Like, it is, I just, this is the sweetest conversation yeah, we've had is. in a long time. Like, I just... It's so, well, she's so genuine. You are so, so vulnerable and so, I just... Oh, I just want to kiss your face. I just love you so much. <laughs> Thank, thanks so much, Thank Charity. Thank you, Charity. We love you. Have an amazing day. You too. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on the There's More podcast. Check out the show notes. We've got a 14-day spiritual warfare course that you can take, as well as the code. If you'd like to join us in the Father's House Bible study, thanks so much for listening.